0: Put your hands together for the Late Morning Program with your host, Nam Ross. Recording. Hey! What's
1: Roger up? Rumi. How are you doing? How's it friends? going, bro? Good, good. You like my, uh, my logo here? Looks wonderful, yeah. This is the new su- This is the new studio beautiful um so we moved into a new house now we got a new studio dedicated spot we got these nice flowers mm. but we have a bit of a change uh nima is not my tech guy today right we have jonavi okay. with us yay, John. Yay. we also have tulsi back here watching is the audience yay Tulsi. i'm judging
0: you <laughs> <laughs> So, I'm excited to be back
1: uh, podcasting. Yeah,
0: everybody's been waiting for you,
1: man. Yeah, yeah, it's it's great. I'm I'm super excited to have you. Um, one of the main things, one of the main reasons I wanted to have you on, not just because you're a good friend of mine, but you're also a cool guy, you're really interesting, want to hear your story and also you're a doctor. And I think um, people want to hear about, you know, health and... Um, You know, mostly we're talking about people within the Krishna Consciousness community, Mm -hmm. but also I think people outside can also benefit from it uh, because, you know, you kind of delve into not just um, regular medicine, but also what other kinds of medicine do you kind of have familiarity with?
0: So my specialty is um, physical medicine and rehab. So I deal with a lot of patients that have had strokes Uh, amputations, uh, any type of pain, you know, knee surgery, sports medicine, Mm -hmm. any type of injuries or anything, disease that affects the physical function of the body. Mm -hmm. So um, we do a lot of that. Um, And even more so specifically, like I do a lot of uh, amputee care oh, okay yeah it was prosthetics orthotics nice nice. <clears throat> but within my training my first year I did a I was in the ICU for about six months did you know training in the ICU and through that um, had a lot of experience with palliative care and oh, okay. hospice yeah
1: yeah you know we were you know just recently we were all um, you know watching Gunagrahi Swami who mm-hmm. was one of he's one of for people who don't know him one of the um, main teachers in our society and he recently uh, passed away in, in the holy town of Vrindavan. Yeah. So you you were telling me that you you know you wished you could be there to help him out. Yeah, and, definitely, definitely.
0: Yeah. Um, I guess one of the things that I, I really took, you know, I mean, what a what a wonderful way to you know leave this world uh, with the association of so many devotees. So like, right? You know, the thing was they were they were so dedicated to chanting. They were there for hours, mm-hmm. you know, and you it's could amazing. see it wasn't it, like. There was fans going on, it was hot, but people were still so like determined to chant for Maharaj and pray right. for him. Um, that really touched me, man, you know, because that's something we're going to have to do for each other when we get to that point. Yeah, you know?
1: You, know, you never know.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, having a medical background, having done some palliative care, you know, following a palliative care team. Um, what is palliative care you? for those who don't know? So palliative care... Um, a lot of like basically what palliative care deals with is um, not mostly end of life but um, it deals with kind of making that transition more comfortable for the patient mm-hmm um, so there's different things that goes into it, different types of medication um, there's a, a huge uh, emphasis on uh, speaking with the family communicating with the family mm. um, about the the maybe the desires the wants of the person who's passing away you know what would they want what would they want this time to look like you know maybe they're not able to speak you know um, at that time so what what would they want and kind of arranging things in, in that way so that person can you know pass away or leave this world comfortably right
1: let's get to that part later but before that I wanted to see more about you personally your background so you you grew up in in Baltimore
0: yep born okay. and raised in Baltimore City <laughs> and you have a brother you have an older older brother brother, yeah Mm -hmm. um, who now lives in Houston okay Uh, but yeah we grew up in Baltimore Um, around the Hare Krishna community yeah yeah Um, my parents came to this country in like the early 70s and um, you know they were in different places Uh, my dad before he even got married was in like uh, LA for a little bit and then at that time, you know, there weren't so many Indians. Like, wherever you heard, like, there was, like, Gujaratis or Indians, you kind of moved to. You know? Right, right, right. So it's so interesting to hear his stories back then. Like, at one point, there was, like, eight of them living in, like, a, a one-bedroom apartment. Yeah, you know? I've heard that story yeah, so many yeah. times. So, you know he, he, you know, he worked hard and things. Um, somehow, you know, after some time, ended up settling in Baltimore mm-hmm. um, and being connected with the temple there. So my parents got initiated when I was pretty young. I don't even, like, remember uh, you know, their initiation or anything. But, um, yeah, it, it was a different time. It was kind of different back then, you know? Yeah, in what way do you feel? Like, um, there were still, I remember growing up, suchrut Maraj was our, like, Zono Acharya. You know, he was the Acharya of that area. So, right. um, Guru Puja was done for Satsurup Um We had a, we had a Vyasasan in the temple for him, uh, with his picture in it that stayed there all the time, you know? Right. And so it was different, you know? Um, Everyone at that time was initiated by the Zono Acharya, by, you know, the guru of the area. So um, that, every- that creates a kind of
1: certain like ter- a bond it does. And, it does. and like camaraderie yeah, between. Totally,
0: totally. I'm sure there was like negative parts, you know, to having just one Acharya and things, you know, in one area. Um, but what, what I remember from it was a very strong sense of community. Mm-hmm. You know, right? Um, all the temples worked together. You know, and Gitanagri was his base. So like, everyone would go to Gitanagri, and it was like a, a reunion you right. know, every few months in Gitanagri, and then everyone would go back to their different temples. And um, yeah, it was just it was such a strong sense of community. My parents had such good like uh, mentors or you know people like old senior devotees to follow. Um, I was, I saw, uh, Chaitanya Ananda on Prabhupada Vyas Day just two, a few days ago. And we were talking about like how it was when we were growing up mm. and he was telling me like how he used to come, like they used to come over our house when we were little kids. Um, and he was like, yeah, you know, I remember when we were like 10, 11 years old, me and your brother used to wake up and they would wake up at like 4.30 in the morning and like do achman and everything. And wake up the deities before the parents woke up and dress the deities and everything wow. but we were trained like that you know like I remember we learned how to do achman at such a young age and you know mm-hmm. it's it's different now you know it's changed even for I think older people that are joining like the type of training and things that were there back then aren't as much seen you know now it's there's not such an emphasis on okay we're gonna train you up to do this 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 you know right so, it's interesting, yeah. I mean, so it, was, it was definitely a little more strict back then, too, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Then you went to public school.
0: I went to public school, yeah. You ever go to Gurukul? No, but those were, like, my friends, you know? So, I would go during the summer. Was it, like, kinda, it's kinda, it was kind of on its way out? It was on its way out, right? yeah. yeah. So, um, the I can't remember what year the Gurukul shut down, but when all of that stuff went down, Baltimore Gurukul shut down, and, you know, like Narayan, Shinga, these guys, Bindu... Vishnu Jan, all these guys ended up leaving and are uh, going to public school and stuff and that was like really difficult for um, You know could they grew up like having devotee friends having sikas and it was normal to like have sika and tilak and wear a dhoti, And all of a sudden now like you're a weirdo right because like, mm. you're in a public school and nobody even knows what a sika is,
1: right? so growing up in public school and then going through that how did you How did you kind of um, bring it all back to to your own spiritual practice and your own
0: faith and your you know yeah, your own yeah. faith basically i think a, lo- a lot of it um is based on how we were raised and you know the dedication and uh, and integrity of our parents you know mm-hmm. like i mean at home like when they were trained you know everyone that was like a disciple of satsumar in the area they dress their deities every day, bathe deities every day, have, you know, three offerings, three arties like that was like standard. You know, at wow. night you change them into a night dress and you put them into bed and you and you put them to sleep. And so seeing that every you know, that's how we woke up. We woke up to like, you know, arty going on at home and, you know, seeing my parents uh, doing Brahma Samhita together, dressing the deities together, you know, like these kinds of things. So I think that sticks with you, man. You know, like it really does. Um, and just seeing how dedicated they were serving at the temple as well mm. um so growing up you know we also had a lot of sannyasis coming and staying with us at our home um which was like difficult i remember because like when they were there like that means we would also have to wake up at like four thirty in the morning and do like the whole like program and then get ready for school and things like that Whoa. but um but i think it left an impression you know and i always knew that i wanted to go back to like to i wanted to like you know be a a devotee.
1: Yeah, and then and then how did you get into like medicine?
0: So medicine. Um, so did you say one day a... I want
1: to go to school for thirteen years or no, whatever? No, no, definitely not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> actually, you know, actually, I didn't want to do medicine. Really? Yeah, I, and I and in in uh, undergrad, I did uh, my first year. I did a I did an um, pre vet, like I wanted to be a veterinary. Oh, really? Yeah, veterinarian. And so I did this like course on farm animal management. Because mm-hmm. we had a farm on campus, and we had cows oh, and wow. sheep and stuff, yeah. Um, but it was su- it was based on like raising animal, raising cattle for for food. You right. know, it was right. really based on like that. And it was it was too difficult for me. Like I didn't like that at all. You know, um, because we don't see that these animals as commodity. You know, um, so I dropped out of that, and I went into biomedical engineering. So I did engineering um, in undergrad, and I didn't oh, you do. Did. I did yeah, not know yeah. that. Yeah, and I didn't do medicine, partly because my parents really wanted me to do medicine, you know. And I was like, forget your it. Your parents want your Indian parents wanted to do medicine? Yeah, really? That it's
1: kind of strange. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I I didn't do it to spite them, almost, you know. You didn't do it. I did not do it. Right, right. But then. Um, after doing biomedical engineering, I got into prosthetics. So I was making artificial limbs for. I used to joke you were a prosti- prostitute, right? I remember that you told your mom Bad joke. that, huh? You told your mom that. <laughs> um, so I went to California for like um, for schooling for that postgraduate school. <laughs> Relax back there. You might never laughed, Okay. <laughs> um, and you know that's when I kind of left everything in on the east coast and I went to California that was like kind of my time to do whatever I wanted right and to live the life I wanted and um, I lived in Laguna Beach and I came really close with Tukaram and uh at that time Doyal Garanga was Bhakti right. David at, at um Laguna Beach Temple and, and that became my family and I I think Panchatavo over there were really merciful and and that's when my life changed and um I really you know chose krishna consciousness for myself it was my right. decision you know and that was like uh, a lot of things happen after that you know I, I was there for a while when i was finishing my studies that's when bhakti Tirtha Maharaj had his amputation of his leg right and Sukaram prabhu uh, really encouraged me to get in touch with him and i was like no i'm not gonna email like bhakti Tirtha Maharaj doesn't really know me you know like i'm not gonna email him Wait,
1: explain to bhakti Tirti, Swami is just for people who may so not he's
0: uh know. um he was a uh, a guru, a, um, a spiritual teacher uh, in the Bhakti Yoga tradition, a disciple of um, his divine grace, A.C. Bhakti and Swami Shri Prabhupada. Um, he was African-bodied, um, and um, African American. African American, and he grew up in um, in a really poor area, and kind of uh, built himself up. He went to Princeton, I, I believe. Say, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. and, and really. And that's where he met devotees and uh, became a, an amazing, amazing spiritual teacher. Uh, inspired so many people, you know.
1: Then he was he got diagnosed with cancer. Yeah, yeah. In the what early early two thousands yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, so I I was like, okay, I'll email him, you know. So I emailed him, never expecting a response back. And then, like two days later, I get an email from someone named John Favors, and I'm like, who's this is John Favors, you know? <laughs> I opened it and it was Bhakti Tirtha you know, and it was such a loving email, and he just totally encouraged me, and encouraged uh, you for what? For what I was doing, because I was studying, you know, prosthetics and amputee care and stuff. And right. he said, he said, continue what you're doing, you know, and he said, when you get a chance, come to the East Coast, come to my Vyas Puja and meet me, um, and then let's see if you can help me, you know. Because, because he had uh, yeah, he amputated. had an amputation. Yeah, right, he was right. amputated below the knee. Was that due to the cancer? Um, I'm not sure if it was due to the cancer or he, he also had diabetes and some other things going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, so I went, I went to his Vyas Puja that year, but it was, you know, his health was declining. So there were so many people there. I mean, I think
1: you were there that year. I might've been. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, but, um, I never got to speak to him. Uh, but we kept emailing back and forth, you know, and he was always so encouraging. And then at one point I realized I wasn't going to be staying in, in, um, California. I was moving back to Baltimore. And at that time in Baltimore, there was some stuff going on, you know, at the temple and I wasn't so inspired to, to be going back. And and he wrote me and he said, just go and be with Anitai Korsunder and Jagannath. And he said, you know, he was, he was just so loving. And I, I, I really didn't know why he was being Mm. so loving. It didn't make sense to me because I was just someone random, you know? Um, and then later that year in, in March, end of March or April, I got an email from him and he said, um, you know, um, Vinay Prabhu, I just want to let you know that I'm not going to be emailing anymore. I'm not using email as a way of communication. My Mm. health is getting worse, it's declining, and so I'm just going to be um, going into more of my bhajan. And you know, it was so sweet for him to like even email that to me, you know, Mm. so he said, you know, I wish you the best. Please continue to care for devotees and care for your patients. And just so loving, you know.
1: Is that is that one of the reasons you went also went to medicine? Because of because I know you like to you know you like to care for people who are you know yeah. who are, or going to die or who are yeah. or, or infirm or whatever. So
0: that's one of the reasons. Also, you know, um, Radhanath Swami also a lot of his disciples, you know, with the Bhaktivedanta Hospital and things. He he really encourages. and um and i felt that that was also one of the things but so i worked as a prosthetist for a while you know making prosthetics for people and that's really interesting i just felt yeah it was super interesting you know i mean i was meeting patients who uh, lost their legs from motorcycle accidents from cancer from so many different things you know in the in america actually and we'll get to this maybe later on we'll talk about diabetes But that's one of the main complications of diabetes you know major complication of diabetes is is amputation yeah usually it starts at the toes and then they kind of go up keep cutting keep cutting um so so yeah a lot the the main reason for amputations in america is actually diabetes where in other countries Um, It's you know trauma like accident. Is it because of the high sugar diet or something? Yeah, high sugar diet um, You know high cholesterol high sugar which cholesterol causes the whole like peripheral vascular disease Which doesn't you know, which also causes a lot of problems and you start losing Circulation to like lower parts that are further away from the heart. So like your toes and things, you know Mm. Um, So that's why they have to start amputating, you know Uh, with diabetes you get something called diabetic neuropathy Which means you lose feeling pretty much in your feet.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, So, you know, we've had people who like at night, they'll put their like foot on a radiator or something and won't realize it and like burn off their like toes and then they need to get amputated or gangrene, you know, they get a little pinprick, you know, they don't realize it or they get an ulcer, they don't realize it. And, um, you know, that turns into something more serious, which requires an amputation. Wow. So. So, yeah, Um, I did that for uh, several years. As a certified prosthetist, not prostitute, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, it was it was it was good. I was covering a lot of clinics at like John Hopkins and like some of the uh, you know local hospitals in Baltimore. Yeah, um, and then I took six months off without leave because I, I just I I felt like I needed to do something where I could help more people, more devotees especially. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to reach a more broader uh, patient base and um i knew i had the abilities actually bef- at that time i was just a lot of things were going on in my head i actually spent a month at the bhakti center in the ashram because i thought maybe brahmachari life is for me um so i went and spent a month there with the, with the brahmacharis and it was great it was i think it was right before you went there mm-hmm. so um you know i was with pundit and like um no remember, name no name oh, okay okay so yeah. um so yeah it was it was good i learned how to make uh pineapple coconut halava while i was there and all these different kinds of halava and stuff but <laughs> after that i went to vrindavan um and i was in vrindavan for uh, almost four months mm-hmm. and i was volunteering at the food for life um sandy pani school hospital i mean not the hospital the school with the doctor um and that's when i decided i was like because you know I, I just because i was from america and i had some type of uh you know healthcare background the doctor like would ask me things. And I was like, man, I don't know. Like, you know, (laughs) and, um, that's when I, I was like, I need to go back and learn some things and and then come back and help become a doctor. Yeah. And then help these people out. Wow. So that was it after that I came back and I did whatever was necessary to get ready to go to medical school. Yeah.
1: Nice. So some, one of the things I wanted to talk about was, um, you know, some of these topics that uh, people wrote about, uh, for example, um, like the diet that we have mm-hmm. as Hare Krishna devotees, usually we have the Sunday feast. And the, the whole reason for the Sunday feast was to attract people to come to the temple and to right. take the sanctified food. Yeah. But that food usually was very, you know, rich, you know. Sugar, a lot of sugar, a lot of oil, fried, and a lot of wheat. Mm-hmm. So, I kind of want to discuss like uh, what things do we have to look for as having that kind of diet. Not that we eat like that at home, but right, if yeah. you eat like that on a, a few days a week for for re, for a really long I'm sorry about that for really long, long time. Oh, that's the furniture uh, <laughs> delivery. <laughs> Please get that. Thanks. <laughs> what do we have to look for? You know?
0: Yeah. So, like, first of all, like, the the Sunday feast, Prabhupada wanted it to be very, like, um, you know, very, uh, I guess, to attract people to come, you know? Right. But that was a different time. I think what we're, we're not doing that now, really, you know? Like, especially at yeah, some I, of the I would other say- temples, like, the food we eat is really spicy. Like, I can't even, it's not attracting your normal community, you know, like outside of the Indian community, really, right? right. So, like, let's say, you know, in whatever city, the majority of people who live in that city are not Indians, you know? Mm -hmm. So if we're really looking to attract others, then we need to, we need to, you know, change that aspect of it first. Like
1: maybe make it more healthy, or... Make it more
0: healthy, and yeah, not so spicy, you know? Um, But just health-wise, you know, talking about health, um, yeah, like, If you look at the oils we cook with and things, they're not...
1: Right. Usually, okay, now canola oil is really popular. Yeah. Sunflower oil. Cheap. 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 Sorry. Cheap. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But, you know, the healthier oils are like your extra virgin olive oil, right? What Um, about ghee? So ghee is an interesting topic because... Um, Ayurvedically, you know, tell. Yeah, sorry.
1: I don't want to interrupt you continue. No, sorry. what were you gonna say? No about that devotee you were saying they eat ghee because yeah, so, they, so, they wanted to eat ghee because it's healthy But then yeah. they,
0: they got a heart attack cuz yeah, yeah, right <laughs> so the thing about ghee is first of all and any milk product really is that um, It depends on where it's coming from. Okay, you can have a cow who's who's fed grains their whole life You know uh, GMO grains in America it's going to be corn soy these kinds of things you know Mm -hmm. that milk that you get from that cow is going to be different than the milk you get from a a grass-fed organic cow okay this is this is studies I'm not just talking about what I think this is actual studies that have been done you know but what I think is to go to the next level is a cow that's been loved you know and treated with care and kindness that's also been you know fed grass and that you
1: know, will not be slaughtered after it's stops right. giving milk i'm sure
0: that milk is on a even another different level right mm-hmm. but that hasn't been studied so i won't talk about that but just organic grass-fed milk has a higher has more nutrients in it than you know grain-fed uh conventional non-non-organic um cow you know milk that comes from that cow so you're talking about greater um Uh, higher levels of omega-3 fatty acids which are essential for our body you know different nutrients like that so where's your ghee coming from that's the question right right are you are you getting ghee from this type of milk you know
1: which most people i would say are because the other yeah i mean other kind of that other kind of ghee it's you know if you're going to make it yourself if you're going to boil your own you know the butter yeah
0: most people make it from butter yeah, and so that, that not, butter is not, and the butter's
1: is not coming from what you're saying. Right, that's my point. Yeah, right. right?
0: So, um, so it really depends. First of all, where your ghee is coming from. Okay, um, the quality of that ghee. Um, ghee, if you know, if we're talking about like you know, pure like ghee, right? Then that ghee has um, different nutrients in it, which actually help to to fight off like bad fats in the body. Um, there's, I think, uh, uh, one of the things in it is like butric acid, which is like supposed to be good for you. You know, it has it has um, higher levels of HDL, which is like the good cholesterol that we have in our bodies, Right. Um, things like that. But, you know, it depends on what spices you're using with it as well and things. I've, I've talked to some like Ayurvedic uh, practitioners um, about that. And so I'm trying to get more information, you know, on that as well. But we got to be careful because it is high in fat, you know, so. Um, Anything that's high in fat, you got to be So what with. What if I
1: use it every day to, to, to make a chance with or something?
0: Yeah, and then also you take into account your own, like, uh, your Ayurvedic, like, what your, you know, Kapha, Pitta, and what what your, like, you know, what your own bodily constitution is, you know? Right. So, um, because that's going to play a role in that as well. Um, but it is high in fat, you know, and anything high in fat um, is going to cause... Issues in the body if it's not balanced out by like either a good fat or something that's gonna you know keep it from sticking into our arteries hmm basically what happens with high fat diets is that our arteries like just think of it as like a, a tube right um, cholesterol starts building up inside of it okay around the edges so that makes the uh, flow more high um, high pressure right because it's becoming smaller right So uh, what can eventually happen, like in the heart, what can eventually happen is that that can close up, right? And that's when you have a blockage. When that happens in the heart, it's called a heart attack. You know, if it happens in the brain, it's called um, a stroke, a cerebrovascular accident. Um, So they're they're kind of the same mechanisms, but in different places, the heart and the the brain. Mm -hmm. Um, Other things that can happen is um, pieces of it can like kind of um, fly off. You know and they're called embolisms and then they can go downstream to a smaller vessel and get stuck there mm. and um cause issues you know there with you know, you hear people having bypass surgeries and you hear people you know having strokes things like that it's, it's you know these are some of the reasons and some of the causes of that so we have to be really careful about what we eat you know and cholesterol is only found in animal products right so your fruits vegetables don't have cholesterol
1: Right, so um, for people who have been eating like for, or maybe our viewers who have been eating like that for forty some odd years, like, what's a way to like, kind of uh, stop that, that from acting, you know? Yeah,
0: it's it's never too late to change your diet. It's yeah, never too late. That's the first thing, right? That's a really great point. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, you know, just talking simply, is stick with real food. You know, we're gonna stick with more vegetables. You know, fruits, vegetables, grains. And when we eat grains, we make sure that they're they're um, whole wheat. You know, mm-hmm. uh, grains. And then legumes. You know, and then our nuts as well. Like stick stick with those kinds of things. You know, um, the fats and oils are there. You know, and and our and our dairy products. You know, if we're not vegan, if we take dairy products, then they should be, you know, put down to a. a a limited you know, we, we limit how much dairy products. Yeah, don't
1: like eat cheese every single day or Yeah,
0: right. You know? We don't need to eat cheese every day, you know? Yeah. And then and then eating for our health, you know? When we sit down and eat like we should we should see like what you know what type of nutrients am I getting from this meal? You know? Yeah, yeah. So like you know the the standard Gujarati uh, breakfast, right? It's so bad. Like there's nothing.
1: It's like all fried. Yeah. It's not like
0: momra and like you know fafra and like kakra. <laughs> Anything and, like, that ends stuff. with an A. Yeah. You know, but none of that. None of that has nut n- nothing nutritious nutritious in it. Yeah, no know? nutritional value. Yeah. It's no, all like just.
1: And I see when when Indian people get older, it like they turn into that like pear shape. You can hardly walk. Right, right. It's yeah. like, but then you see people like, uh, you know, Americans like who are really like 90 years old. They're like running and like, yeah, yeah. It, it. that could be the reason, you know. That could okay, be. maybe they're eating meat or something, but they don't have like such a high amount of oil and like,
0: yeah. um, you know, a lot of like processed stuff. and. Well, food. I don't know. Meat's pretty processed too. Like, you know, so, but the, the point is like, you know, I, I think there's also a cultural thing, like working out and stuff. It's not such a right okay that's, that's theme, a good segue right? into my
1: next point yeah. was about exercise exercise
0: right? is amazing like the benefits of exercise we don't understand really yeah um, not only does it have a effect on the body like as in you know losing weight uh, toning up toning our muscles you know increasing our range of motion things like that but it has an effect on our brain um, studies mm. have shown that there's an area of our brain called the hippocampus and that's where like memory and these kinds of things are stored that area of the brain actually can uh, increase in size okay your reaction time increases and there's a um, <laughs> that's pretty good Thanks. Uh, there's a there's a um, there's an increase of endorphins as well uh, inside the brain which make us feel good you that's know?
1: why like if you go for a run or you do yoga or something yeah, yeah. you feel good afterward, yeah, right yeah
0: totally totally um, so there's so many benefits of exercise you know like um, one of our friends that was here a few weeks ago was having this shoulder pain, you remember? Yeah, yeah, And um, he was like, man, blah, 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 like I'm having this shoulder pain, it's so bad. And so I gave him an exercise, like regimen to do. Yeah. He's fine now. Really? Yeah, totally fine. Like right. he didn't believe me at first, you know, no. but it actually, because, okay, let's say you're having pain in a certain part of the body, right? by stabilizing and and, uh, strengthening the muscular the musculature around that area right let's say it's a joint or something like that it can stabilize that joint and and relieve some um, pain or you know extra pressure having certain areas things like that so exercise is really important you know?
1: this is all like a preventative thing because i could understand people listening to what we're talking about on this podcast right and i'm like ah, uh, this is so boring like you know i've heard this all you know i've heard this stuff this doesn't affect me or something but listen if yeah. you're 20 something yeah. years old oh I, was there, right. I was there man i was there and now i'm getting into my yeah. you know going to my mid-30s and i'm like feeling it you yeah, know totally. i'm feeling totally. i'm gaining weight because i yeah. do i sit at a desk all day right. i don't exercise which right. i should i've you know i exercise my mind all Time, I'm like, I'm going for a run today. I have to go for a run, but then to find the sneakers, to find the shorts, to make sure you know, like, Mm -hmm. you know, I got all my other tasks done, and then it's like, it never happens, you know. We got this is
0: something we have to invest in now. We have to, we have to now, just like you said, you know, because our metabolism slows down as we get older, yeah. Um, so yes, especially for us, like, this, this, we gotta do it, you know. It has to start now definitely um, how we're eating starts now you know because a lot of like being um, of Indian origin some of us have um, genetically will have high cholesterol we will have high LDL levels we got us we got to fight that you know maybe some of our parents are diabetics right so it's in our family we have to stay healthy starting now you know mm-hmm. we got to make these changes just I mean you know we talked about diet we talked about exercise you know like even even spiritually and and uh, you know psychologically you know there's a there's a whole component of like psychosocial health and the importance of having friends and family mm. um, and how that affects our health you know wow that's really interesting. yeah there's you know there's a there's this place uh, it's a it's like a small island um, off of Italy um, I forgot what it's called Sardinia I think and they have the they have the um, largest population of people over a hundred um, and you know there's been a lot of studies that they've done there and basically what they've shown is you know you know outside of looking at looking at the Mediterranean diet and things like that is that these people are living longer because they have such close family and friend ties you know all these people over a hundred that they, they um, studied and they, they um, interviewed they had such close family. They didn't none of them live by themselves, you know. They don't have nursing homes there, you know. Have you ever been to a nursing home by the way? Uh
1: I've been there in elementary school. We used to like there was a nursing home next mm-hmm. door. So like for Christmas we'd go and sing like like the school would go there and to every right. room and like sing for the people. And I right. I never thought of it, like I never really knew what it was. I just thought old people like go here. But then, you know, as I grow older I understand like I understood like People who can get taken care of by their families or who don't
0: even, who are, their families don't want to take care of them or yeah, something get sent there. It's like, sad. it's really sad. It's really sad, man. I've, I've been there and I've, I've, you know, I used to do prosthetics work there right, and things. So I've seen it. Like, it's sad, man. These people, you know, sometimes nobody visits them. And I mean, even when I was doing, you know, uh, in the ICU doing palliative care, you know, we had patients on, you know, that we would have to ventilate, you know, and they had no family members to make any decisions for them you know or right. like things like it's tough you know yeah it's tough that's that's really
1: interesting uh, about you know that that uh island uh it's such a there's you know in this western world i see there's like depression is so high, so high. uh you know people who are alone and and you know lo- who are very lonely yeah. who may not seem lonely yeah. on the outside but who you know Outside, you know, everything looks really nice, but on the inside, there could be so many issues. Yeah. Like so many of these uh, uh, celebrities recently who, yeah, who exactly. committed suicide,
0: right, right? Like just in in the last few months, right? Yeah. They have so, they have everything. They have everything. A, a fame, Money, fortune, yeah. a, everything. Traveling
1: the world, yeah. Right? Even totally. friends, actually, yeah. Like some people yeah. were saying, you know, this um, the chef, whoever I forgot yeah, his yeah. name, Anthony Bourdain. Yeah, he died, and people, yeah. his so many friends of his
0: were saying, oh, we didn't know he he was like this or. Yeah, there's something called uh, high fun- functioning depression as well. You know, from the outside they look great, but from the inside they're just all torn apart. You know? Really, and it's really sad. Yeah.
1: So I think spiritual, spiritual life and meditation and things really plays a big part in your it health. It does. It does.
0: It does definitely. But I mean, that doesn't mean to say that if someone's spiritual that they can't be depressed. Right. We have to like. I've heard devotees say like, oh, like if they're depressed, just feed them prashadam. You know. Really. So bad. Really, I've heard that. You know, and it's like. Really? Um, People have said that. Yeah, I know someone, you know, who... They grew up in a devotee family, like, really nice devotee family. So loved and still they By
1: devotee, we mean the Hare Krishna... Yes. I'm just saying, I'm just for the... Yeah, 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 right.
0: And they were still depressed, you know? So there's there's other things (laughs) that, you know, play a role in that. But um, to go back to, like, the psychosocial part of health, there was another study that was done on patients who had uh, back pain. And... um, they had a stenosis, which is basically like some type of blockage, either a a herniated disc or something that's like causing some blockage in their spinal cord causing pain, you know, the back pain and like leg pain, things like that. Um, So they did a study that showed um, the success of uh, doing surgery on these patients to like relieve the the stress on the spinal cord. Mm -hmm. Um, So patients who had five risk factors or more five risk factors i think being like um childhood trauma like um, neglect physical abuse sexual abuse um parents who uh used you know alcohol drugs things like that you know those were like the the risk factors uh children who grew up in families like that who had a lot of those risk factors They had I think five or more risk factors was like zero percent chance that the the surgery was going to be successful in um, you know relieving their pain patients who had zero risk factors had a 90 over 95 percent chance of the surgery being successful Hmm. you know so there's this whole psychosocial aspect of our health of pain how we deal with things in the world even from you know when we were young that affect us as adults so for um, in your Advice
1: to people: How can we in, how can we improve our psycho? What did you say, psycho? Psychosocial.
0: <laughs>
1: Psychosocial yeah, health. That's why. What, what I, can we do to, to? I think help that, and it's not. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not
0: telling you. Okay, just meditate or. No, no, no! Right, because that's that's Maybe it's find friends. Is exactly. Yeah, no, but that, that's what I'm saying. That's what the, the study in, in Sardinia showed. It showed that these people who were living long lives, it was because they had support of friends and family. They had that Sangha, you know, like mm. um, and, and I think that's so important. It's so important to have friends to, to have, you know, whoever to go to, to talk to and to laugh with, you know, to, yeah. to have a good time with. Like, that's really important. Um, And, you know, growing up in the bhakti yoga tradition, uh, sometimes we grow up with different uh, values in life than like, you know, a normal teenager living in the United States of America. Right. Yeah, definitely. So it becomes difficult. Right. Because we're different. Right. Yeah. But, you know, and that and that's why I think these like youth groups and things are so important. Like, you know, growing up, we had ours, you know, and um, getting together with people that are like minded and, you know, have the same. Great, yeah. same uh, you know values as you and are going through the same struggles in, in school and college you know yeah. um, it, it gives you some strength you know they say like you know one stick is really easy to break and then if you have a bunch of skit, sticks together right it's difficult right? Yeah. so when you know you have that support you're not just the only one going through things like that it helps you know it really does, and and so I would really encourage those kinds of things, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's really really awesome advice. Uh, but for for someone who was in that, um, you could say that sangha, and they've kind of drifted away, mm-hmm. and they feel they feel like judged. Because I feel sometimes in our society that if if someone is uh, found out to be not you know up to the principles or something they kind of get shunned Mm. and then they and then they move away from that and they're like this is something we were talking about right that Mm. um that sometimes people can feel alienated
0: right from the group yeah which isn't cool at all right like i mean think about it no it's not and and as you know if we're actually following in the line of you know our you know great saints in the bhakti tradition, that's not something that we do, you know? Right. We show love and kindness. And even Srila Prabhupada, you know, showed so mi- so much love to, you know, devotees who had gone away and things like that. Yeah. Um, and I think we that's something we really need to
1: change. That's something totally we need to change. Like, sometimes even we see, like, like you know, a few years back, some, some, you know, a guru or someone, they fell away or they fell down, fell down in the sense of, like, from the principle or something. And then they put out this whole, like, public thing about oh this person is not a part of iscon is not this like they make it so public and they don't even give that person a chance to um say their story or or to verify like what is like what is that like
0: that's that's not that's not what we're meant to be like right as first of all that's not our job right that there's we're not here to do that to criticize and to like put someone out there like that you know yeah i mean think about like putna right like Going back to her, like, she killed babies, right? Like, how horrible is that? Like, someone could have totally judged her and been like, you know, whatever, right? Krishna delivered her. He saw, if Krishna saw the good in her right. and delivered her, what are we doing, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, we should be looking for that.
1: I mean, yeah, that's one of the principles. Saragrahi Vaishnav means the one who sees the yeah. f- sees the good and... and um, yeah, wants to, uh, wants to magnify that yeah you know there's like that few types of people they see the good and they see the bad and then they see or they see the good and they magnify the bad or they magnify the good right, or they don't right. see good or bad yeah and then they magnify the good or yeah. something like that right? something yeah, like I
0: that. think that's a generational thing as well though because like you know I think in the old days the, the, the essence was uh, bring in newcomers and give all the love to newcomers and they weren't really thinking about their own spiritual growth or needs yeah. so but now like, in our generation it's like a different yeah, scene yeah, Definitely. so we need to change yeah. our and I think Bhakti Chita was one of the first people to talk about like community and mm. loving relationships between devotees you know and I remember people were like what, what is he talking about like yeah. this is like crazy we're not talking about feelings and you know like we should be talking about just Krishna consciousness you know but it's true right like loving relationships is so important one of the things that I would like to see changed in, in our, in our um, you know in our communities is also uh connecting with people you know within the temples, like a lot of times you know nobody even talks to people who come in new you know like if i was to go to a church uh for the first time i'm sure somebody would come up to me and talk to yeah me,
1: i went you know? to a church uh when where my parents live in promised like just like adjacent to their is this Korean church, mm-hmm. and me and me and one friend, we were like, "Why don't we just go there on a Sunday, just see what it's like?" Mm-hmm. We went there, and they were they were like all over us, mm-hmm. like in a good way. Yeah, yeah. They right. were like, "Hey, where from? What do you? Right. You know?" Because we were the only right. non-Korean people there, but they yeah. totally accepted us. Definitely, definitely. Like, definitely. and I was really taken aback by that. I was like, yeah. "I feel comfortable here. Like, I could come here." Like, I was like, sometimes I think like. You know, are we you know welcoming in our temples to people? And exactly. sometimes I feel maybe we are. Sometimes we could be overly welcoming as well. Like, <laughs> like in sometimes in our temples, like oh my god, a white person! <laughs> like everyone attack yeah. them! Like you know, they're like, "Babu, yeah. why aren't you talking to them?" Like, because they're already being talked to by a hundred other people. Like, just relax. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. like
0: we gotta be smart about those kinds of things, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and sometimes I think it's good to put someone in our generation in, in charge of something like that, you know, because we, we tend to, um, I think, uh, connect better with, out like, you know, people in the community. Definitely, so. definitely.
1: So so um, changing gears back to um, health, one of the things I remember that I wanted you to talk about was also, um, you know, older people like our parents and stuff, yeah, caring for them. Totally. Um, about, you know, things that could... Yeah affect them now Definitely. as they get older
0: that's that's yeah you know i mean as our generation gets older they're also getting older and, and and it's our responsibility to take care of them and um it's tough man you know it's tough seeing like our parents becoming dependent in certain things you know yeah um because our parents have been so like independent and you know they raised us and gave us krishna and you know all these things and, and then to see them like needing help in certain things it's, it's really hard you know difficult yeah it's have, you, difficult. have you experienced that oh my gosh
1: yeah totally yeah, yeah. totally
0: this experience not like anything yeah so you know last year my my father actually got really sick um he had some lung issues um and i remember it was the weekend that um there was a big program uh, in baltimore right or was going to be there and and Gorvani was out of town so i had to like set everything up mm. Um, but I couldn't be there because my father was so sick. So I stayed home with my father and, um, there was one point where he was coughing so much and he was in so much, um, so much just agony and pain. Um, and he was just suffering that I I looked at him and for the first time I, I had to like come to the realization, like he might die. Yeah. And and that thought just like really struck me, you know, because I'd never like obviously, you know, we we know we're not these bodies and, you know, that death is going to come at some point. But seeing that, seeing my father like that, like it hit me and I was just like, wow, he may pass away soon. And it was so tough. It was so tough. And my mom, she saw me looking at my dad and she saw my face. And this is like months later like after my father got better Yeah, yeah that she told me she's like you know Rajabumi, i saw your face and she's like i knew that this was serious wow um but yeah he was really bad man he was really bad and things like this are gonna happen you know like um in the last like year or so just in the temple in baltimore we had two people two older um you know devotees have strokes Um, like in the temple one of them was in the temple dang yeah he was there like he had he felt he didn't feel good he came to the temple was chanting his rounds and it got worse like his symptoms got worse and luckily like our temple president in baltimore he's a doctor and he realized what was going on and he took him straight to the hospital and he got you know he got um treated and wow yeah um so strokes so you know there's there's some risk factors for strokes you know some of them you know we won't see within our devoted community like smoking you know we're not supposed to smoke so you know we can cut that risk factor out but hypertension high blood pressure is a is a big one
1: yeah but yeah yeah that's a
0: that's one of the major you know risk factors for stroke so um you know as devotees um or not even as devotees, as people we should be getting our blood pressure checked you know like even at our age you know if you're in your 30s Get your blood pressure checked, you know? Do it. Get your cholesterol checked. Dude, I haven't checked it in. I don't
1: even remember. My mom's a doctor, so yeah. when I was a kid, we never went to the doctor. Because mm-hmm. it was like, yeah. Mom, my, right, my right. mom's a doctor. If anything's yeah. wrong, they would be like, I never got a physical, Not got, I never got anything. And I still now, to this day, I haven't. I should probably go do that, right? Yeah, dude do it but you know a part of me is like i don't want to do that because i don't want to find out what's wrong man just do
0: it <laughs> i'm gonna be on you about this i'm not letting this go man and i want you to send me your results you know i tell my brother and sister <laughs> the same thing you know like yeah. we have to do it because look you have a kid now you know yeah, yeah. like forget about you caring about your own self you have a responsibility if you're Definitely. not gonna do it for yourself then do it for your child you know? for
1: sure for sure no no I, I agree that's something i need to work on yeah for sure.
0: because he needs you you know yeah he needs you to be around and we have a friend, I'm not going to name him, but we have a friend who, you know, a mutual friend of ours who I worry about his health so much, you know, and I've had so many discussions with him, you know, and I really wish I could do something about it. Um, but it, hurt, it like, I'm just like, oh, like, it's so important for us to do it. And I told him too. I'm like, dude, if you're not going to do it for yourself then do it for your kids, you know, for sure. Yeah. So um, it's important, man, you know, yeah. and, and, um, you know, getting your blood pressure checked. Not a big deal, you know. Getting your blood drawn, checking how like what your cholesterol is like, checking what your you know sugars are like, you know diabetes these thing, these kinds of things. Like it's it's not gonna. I just hurt really you. like pakoras though. That's fine. Every once and in a juice. while to have a pakora, it's and okay. juice, yeah, I really like
1: juice and pakoras. That's like my ideal food combo. <laughs> let's talk about Facebook. Um, what wait a minute, people. Wait a, minute, wait
0: a minute! Wait a minute! We let's let's finish with the the, oh, sorry. the stroke thing. Yeah, so yeah, like, sorry, yeah, yeah. So. within within our parents what we should just I just because I want to let people know like if they see this in their parents they should not take it lightly no don't ignore it Yeah, go right to the hospital you know right Um, oh my god just the other day my mom sent me this thing like on whatsapp you know it was like if you're having a heart attack, press on your second toe or like something like that. It was like some Ayurvedic, Like I was like, what? I like wrote, I like, mom, please do not do that. Like, don't share. Have a heart attack. Don't like, share this. Yeah, go to the freaking hospital. You know? like, <laughs> um, but yeah, so, you know, if we ever uh, encounter in, uh, someone having, there's, there's this thing called fast. So it's like face, like any facial droop, you know, of one side, like, you know, Either numbness or like um, well, you'll see that immediately like a paralysis. You can, yeah, really. So their their face will droop on one side. Right. You know, you'll see it in their mouth. You can see it like they can't raise their eyebrows on one side, um, or their tongue is deviating to a, cer- a certain you know Psych. direction. Psych. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, also, if they can't sp- speak, you know oh. they won't be able to speak. though you won't be able to understand them. Whoa. Don't don't mess around with that. Yeah. Another thing is like. Um, if they lose, if they have weakness on one side, you know, like all of a sudden they can't like raise their arm on one side um, Or they can't, you know, pick up their leg. They can't walk properly, you know, don't mess around with those kinds of things like go straight to the um, to the hospital because with a stroke, these are all signs of stroke um, you know, one-sided weakness, um, not being able to walk properly, balance issues Um Even, I mean, depending on the brain, even like, you know, like I said, speech, uh, nausea, vomiting, these kinds of things, um, along with this type of weakness, acute, uh, acutely, which means like, you know, it's happening like all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. Um, These are signs of a stroke and and timing is really important, you know. So if something like this happens, we have to get to the hospital as soon as possible. Don't like, oh, why don't you take rest and see if it goes away? No, don't mess around because these medications that they're using now, they're all like time based you know like, if like go, the
1: quicker you get there the the quicker yeah, you can get better you know, the,
0: the clot that's blocking that part of the brain can be dissolved by uh some medication really? and stuff but it all depends on what the timing is you know it's amazing so, yeah so like the um you know the outcome really depends on the time you know for a heart attack you know chest pain you know mostly left-sided but it doesn't have to be left-sided it can be right in the middle it's more of a crushing pain they'll feel like a crushing pain um any numbness that's going down the left arm Um, or pain in the left shoulder, you know, nausea, vomiting, these kinds of things that go along with that pain. Don't mess around with those kinds of things. Go straight to the hospital, you know? Yeah. Or if it's, like, a chest pain that's a tearing pain through the backside, like, don't, Mm. you know, just go to the hospital, you know? It's better, like, if it ends up being, like, you know, um, acid reflux, whatever, you know, that's fine, you know?
1: Better safe than sorry. Exactly,
0: yeah. So, you know, these kinds of things we look out for our parents. Encourage our parents to exercise. I bought my parents, or my brother and I bought my parents, um, uh, a, a gym membership, you know, and you know how Gujaratis are. If you spend the money, they're going to use it, right? Like, yeah. they feel yeah. guilty, so they have to go. But now, now they... Jopare. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, so now they go um, often, and I've, I've really um, changed the way they eat, you know. And oh, really? So there no more Nasta and stuff in the morning, you know. It's like oatmeal with flax seeds, with fruits, Nice. You know? We really don't eat enough fruits and vegetables, really, you know. Yeah, yeah. If you think about it, like, we don't. We need to eat more fruits and vegetables, you know, mm-hmm. so in encouraging our parents in this way, you know, and if, if they're not going to buy it, you go buy it for them. You know, I, I encourage them to use organic as well, you know, and, and I go out and I buy it for them, you know, that's good. So, yeah, these kinds of things. I mean, it's, it's our responsibility as well. you know.
1: Definitely. That's that's really great advice for, um, you know, for people who have elder parents. Elderly parents. Okay, so let's look at what... um, So I made a Facebook post about this, and I said, people who have any questions for doctor here, uh, please ask. So let's just go through some of these real quick. Um, We already talked about ISKCON's trend of moving away from ghee and using oil, the health impact. Mm -hmm. It's not good, basically. But, yeah, uh, that's a whole nother thing. Yeah. Shri Prabhupada's stance on personal health, physical self-care, exercise, modern medical doctors.
0: I think that's clear, right? I mean, morning walks. Yeah, I mean, you know, Prabhupada started his morning walk because the doctor had told him he needs more exercise. You know. Yeah. And that's when he started taking morning walks. so it's important, you know. Prabhupada understood the the Srila Prabhupada understood the importance of health.
1: Yeah, and I know. He,
0: he encouraged it. You know, he encouraged it when there was his disciples. You know, who who didn't look well or they looked like they were losing weight. He would tell them to take care of themselves. You know?
1: Definitely, definitely.
0: I mean, he he took Ayurvedic treatment. You know, every day he he had massages done. This was all for his health. You know. Yeah. There's no question that that Prabhupada. Uh, knew that health was a priority you know Mm -hmm. Um, i mean we have these bodies if we want to continue to serve and we want to continue to like help you know um society out and things we need to be healthy we Mm -hmm. need to take care of ourselves
1: okay here's how does he use his spirituality in his profession for himself and his patients any notable experience he has from dealing with amputees where does he see spirituality emotional care going ahead in coming decades in the healthcare world uh, we touched on a few of these things mm-hmm. yeah i mean uh,
0: spirituality you know it's it's really it's it's i think it's one of the things that's part of being health like fully healthy you know if you look at uh being healthy like the whole circle you know spirituality is a big part of that you know we talked about psychosocial and you know yeah and spiritual spirituality is also a big part of that you know even meditation they 've done studies on meditation which have shown that there's uh with people who meditate they 've done uh these like um uh Functional MRI scans on them and it shows that the frontal lobe of the brain the part of the brain that uh, takes care of um, executive it's called an executive uh, center of our brain That's what helps us make decisions and things like that our personality. It's all over there That area of the brain with meditation actually also incre- like, it Enlarges gets bigger. You wow, know? so you're able to focus more and things like that
1: uh, sometimes, you know when we talk about meditation I feel like you know when we chant We sometimes chant so inattentively, inattentively, that it's it's not even considered meditation. meditation. Right,
0: exactly. Like meditation is actually sitting, sitting, and
1: um, focusing your mind on one thing, Mm -hmm. having a quiet background. Mm -hmm. But sometimes we, uh, you know, to get our meditation done, we're just like, you know, we're pacing everywhere. I, personally I do that yeah, yeah, yeah we pace everywhere or we're doing other things mm-hmm. like I was out there picking sticks while I was chanting th- this morning <laughs> like and I couldn't control I was like I, I had to pick these sticks up like that's not meditation yeah right like let's bring it back to meditation yeah, like yeah, totally
0: imagine the health benefits I mean other than the spiritual benefits that we're getting just by you know uh, chanting the Maha Mantra right the health benefits that you could also get by Two hours of meditation, Mind, you know, mindful meditation. As in, we're really, we're really focusing in on what we're doing. You know, we're, yeah. we're present. Being present yeah. is so important. Yeah, totally. Oh totally. my gosh. Totally. You know, is I, that, John, I mean, what do you think? I say yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've I've heard someone say like, you know, devotees uh, wake up early, like four thirty, and oh. but those two hours of chanting after you know, Mangal and Tulsi Puja. That, that actually uh, provides like rest for the body for the brain as well even though it's meditation super interesting the, the, um, the benefits of that can provide like you're almost like you're sleeping you know like yeah so there's definitely definite health benefits that come from uh, doing that and like spirituality wise I, I personally I tend to put a little more care and attention into uh, my patients you know mm-hmm Especially like the palliative care patients that I had and things.
1: I've been thinking a lot recently about Western versus Eastern medicine. and Wondering if there are any Western doctors who respect Ayurveda. Wonderful
0: question. So enough
1: I, to give it serious thought. Yeah. Could the future hold that Western doctors take it seriously enough to... I got yeah. cut off. Okay, Basically,
0: so I, I definitely take it seriously. Do you I respect think... Ayurveda? Respect?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Med props, Ayurveda. <laughs> um, no, I totally respect it. And, you know, even though I'm educated in Western medicine, um, my heart is in Eastern medicine. And, um, you know, for certain things, I mean, for, definitely for preventative, like, definitely, yeah. Ayurveda is there. We should be following an Ayurvedic diet. I have an overheated things. liver. <laughs> an overheated spine
1: <laughs> And the, the doctor The Ayurvedic doctor said I, said, I shouldn't rush Because I'm always rushing yeah, I'm like yeah. oh my god We didn't do this We didn't do that We didn't do this I'm Like stop rushing It affects your health Yeah, yeah. And I do
0: feel it, it does. I feel it in my spine When I you rush You know what that is? What? That's also stress Right Yeah a lot of times We hold stress right in these areas You know Yeah so I'll show you some exercises for, um, for doing that Oh my god I, I feel all the time Like yeah, yeah. I feel like When I'm rushing Or yeah. I feel like
1: I have Somewhere to go mm-hmm. Like then I'm like Thinking about it like because I want to be ahead of it. You know, I'm not like
0: There's So there's one I'll just talk to you about it just because you know other people may benefit from it too. Yeah There's one where you you come out like You know stretching out like this. Yeah, and then you come all the way up and you try to get your arms um, As close to your ears as you can and you're going up high like a mountaintop, right? So so you're gonna come you're gonna come all the way around and then go around right all the way around and you're gonna come back around this way and you're gonna do that 10 times. And then you do it, sorry. You do it the other way. You come back, and you come this way. <sighs> that's Up great. again, stretch out, okay? So that's, that's like one. yoga. Yeah, yeah, the other one is you, this hand, other side, you pull down, okay?
1: Oh yeah, right, my mom does that.
0: Yeah. My dad pull does down. that, actually. Pull down, and then you, what you have to do is you have to let the shoulder relax. Let it drop, oh, let it drop. Right. And then you pull, so you get that stretch of this muscle right here, you know? And then just like, you know, going in circles. with your Nice, way, things like that. easy
1: things. What about this one?
0: <laughs> you, know you, what's, that? You, know, you know what's interesting is that the, um, the bottom of our feet like you know if you have like a golf ball or one of those like uh, foot rollers that can also relieve tension and pressure up here from your feet yes because there's one piece of fascia fascia is like this material that covers um, material that covers the the muscle um, there's one piece of fascia that goes from our feet all the way up to so like the the occiput area um and then th- it kind of connects up to the frontal um, uh, lobe as well mm. so it's one piece you know it's, a lot of it's connected so we can affect um you know this is more like osteopathic medicine but right those kind of things we can affect different parts of our body so yes ayurveda is awesome uh we should definitely like be following it um you know when someone has a cough cold things like that and they they ask me like oh what should i do you know and and tulsi knows like uh <laughs> You know, I say turmeric, first thing, turmeric, fresh turmeric, ground, ginger, ground, you know, ginger, tea, these kinds of things are going to help more than any cough syrup. Cough syrups are not that great, you know.
1: Make you feel good, though.
0: Yeah, but you're suppressing. Go to sleep. Yeah, putting you know, to sleep, but you're suppressing a cough, but you're not taking care of the reason why you have that cough, right? Right. So preventative. Yeah, and- exactly. So unless it's like pneumonia or something like that, obviously if it gets a little more serious, you start having a fever and you know, yeah. it's not going away for several weeks, you know, then you get then antibiotics. That's when I think Western medicine comes into play. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: That's a really um, good balance, I would yeah. say. That's a really good yeah, balance. Yeah, totally. But, you know,
0: right now, high blood pressure, diabetes, all these things, like if we just take care of our diet, if we properly exercise, you know, and take care of ourselves, you know, take care of our stress. And like, you know, a lot of these things we talked about, we kind of keep, in a in balance then Mm -hmm. then um you know just following ayurveda preventatively can keep us really healthy
1: right so so um let's bring it to a close now because we're getting kind of towards the end um i want to know from you where do you see yourself it's like a job interview where do you see yourself in like five or ten years like in your profession like where would you want to
0: see yourself So there's, there's a few different, um, you know, luckily I, so I chose physical medicine and rehab, um, because it's, it's such a vast, um, and, uh, you know, uh, open field. Yeah. Um, you know, I, like there's people who go into pain management, sports medicine, you know, I, because I've done a lot of amputee care in the past, that's one of the things I want to do. I'm one of the only, um, certified prosthetists at, and medical doctors that have both things in the in the country or maybe the world i don't know really yeah, there's only one other person in the country that i know so he's a gentleman um so anyway that's one thing that's you know one way i can go with it um and then palliative care has also been close to my heart yeah. you know, and um you know with our aging uh generation of um you know bhakti yoga practitioners and stuff um that's, I can see myself doing that as well. That's awesome, man. I appreciate uh, that. Serving in that area, in, in that capacity.
1: Definitely. So, yeah. That's really great. Um, yeah. I, I feel like there's so much more to discuss. We'll have you on again for sure. Part right. two. Cool. But um, it's been li- really fun. We usually do a quick fire round. Maybe you want to give some ideas on the spot, Jonathan? Quick fire round. <laughs>
0: Favorite thing to eat for breakfast. crowd, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I like to make my own oatmeal with like a bunch of fruit, strawberries, blueberries, flaxseed, banana. Um, yeah, make my own oatmeal with a bunch of stuff in it like that.
1: Nice. What's the most annoying pe-
0: thing that people ask you about yourself? Most annoying thing? Yeah. Like medically? <laughs>
1: Whatever
0: you like. Um. hmm That's kind of tough cuz I like I I kind of like help like you know, I want to help people out, but That's good. Sometimes I get like the weirdest things like I sweat too much, like what should I do, you know, or like something like that, and it's like I don't know, like, you know, <laughs> like, I'm not You're sure. Really. <laughs> <deodorant>. <laughs> yeah, where do order it? You know. Like, um, yeah.
1: What's the most annoying thing about you?
0: About so myself? Wow, that's a that's a good one. Um, the most annoying thing about myself, sometimes I'm undecisive. Yeah. I wasn't, I, know, I wasn't, like that. I wasn't indecisive about making that, uh, or answering that question, but yeah, indecision, <laughs> indecision is one.
1: I think it plagues all of us. Yeah. Anyway, Rajabumi, doctor, thank you for visiting us at <laughs> the new studio and, um, we're really happy to have you on and we'll have you on again. We'll talk about some more more specific things now that we got to know you. Like, we're going to have recurring guests. Yeah, we can
0: talk about some controversial stuff, like vaccines and, you know,
1: things like that as well. Um, and, uh, we got a little special guest here. (laughs) Hi!
0: (laughs) Look at this little man. What's up, Chandri? Okay.
1: Okay. Bye. (laughs) This is my show, not your show. Hey, come on! (laughs) Okay, um, so, uh... Now that we got this dedicated studio, mm-hmm. we're going to have a lot more frequent guests. Um, next awesome. next in the works is John V. Harrison.
0: All right. Woo!
1: John V. Harrison, we're going to talk about real controversial things. Nice. We got uh, Brahma Muhurta. Awesome. That's one of good, my good friends. Definitely. He's a, an artist, photographer, uh, priest. Yeah. We got Gauravani. Yep. Famous Girataniya. We got Kulpa Viksha, famous tattoo artist and all around awesome dude. Um, Chaitanya Nanda is another good friend of mine. We're gonna get all these guys on. We're gonna do it maybe every other week or every week, and yeah. uh, get the podcast going. Again, thank you. Thank you. And uh, we'll see you guys later. Thank you.
0: Bye guys.